Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Mm. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. filthy Tuesday. Woo, is that what we're calling it now? What is it? We got Manic Mondays, Ruby Tuesday, Baby Talk <laughs> Wednesday. Remember, we were talking about this that we could open the show every day thematically with the day. So, right now, we have, we could do Manic Monday, okay. you could do Ruby Tuesday on sure. Tuesday. Wednesday, we got a problem. Thursday, we might also. But then Friday, we do The Cure. Uh, Friday, I'm in love. Yeah. We just need a Wednesday Sometimes. song, a hump day song. Do the Humpty Hump. Boom. Oh, yep, there you and go. And what's Looking. our Thursday? Thursday, Thursday. Is there a Thursday song? Is there a song with Thursday in it? I don't know. Thursday. Stop pressuring me. Sorry, I'm coming in too energetic uh. about this. <laughs> Thursday uh. song. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, look. There's a song Thursday by Jess Glynn. Okay. Another song called Thursday by Jim Croce. Oh, I do like Jim. Let's do it. Let's, okay. okay. We got to get Rocco to do it. Yeah. Yep. He's coming yeah. in. Got time he for likes that? it when he comes in and we just start barking orders at him. Like, hey, thanks for the dirt alert, Rocco. Can you make this now? I wish they could schedule it into the computer. Yeah, the so you don't have to. on the air. Yeah, we'll work on that. Yeah, we're going to fix it. I'm yeah, going to yeah. overhaul this whole system this All right. weekend. Okay. Great. Great. All right, good to know. All right. Hey, it the Minnesota... A... Ooh. You say things. <laughs> the, Minnes- <laughs> the Minnesota State Fair, we will be there on the fairgrounds exactly 16 days from today. You and I, Donna, will be dragging our sorry, pathetic butts up a long walk, but we'll feel good because it'll be the new smell of the fair, the starting smell of the state fair. We'll see the top boss. I'll say, grab me some tater top poutine. I'll go up there, dominate that into my mouth. Ew. Then we'll do the show. It'll be great. <laughs> Feeling good. I don't like that. Then they we'll... need to change that name. Poutine. poutine. I had poutine last night. That sounds like a personal thing. I know. That you don't need to share. I actually, I know. I could, The first time I <laughs> yeah. said it, I was like, oh. Yeah, it sounds like, like a teenager to... with diarrhea. It's... Oh, see, and I was thinking it sounds like something sexual. I know oh. what you're talking about. The Rock used to use another word when he was a wrestler a oh. lot. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. That old word. It sounds like that. And so it's a problem, but it's so delicious. In fact, may I have the floor for a moment to talk about gravy? You've already got it. I had boutine last night. I don't like the word gravy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dawn, Dawn, do you? Oh, gravy. Let me roll that Hi, around Dawn, in my mouth. would you like some extra gravy on your mashed potatoes? No. I'd be like, ew, shut up. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like descriptive words about food, remember? So, yeah. But gravy is a, is it's a, a, noun. It's a noun. Well, you're going to hate my idea. I, if you said creamy gravy, I would no. be like, get me out of here. Thick gravy. Oh. Ew. All right, well, listen, gravy... As we look forward to the State Fair, by the way, it's Tuesday Confession. Our question is, and it's a safe space today, what's your least favorite thing about the Minnesota State Fair? We can't act like it's all roses and sunshine. Even though we love it. We love it. Sure, it's fine. But there's stuff that we don't like about it, and so we want it to be a safe place. We're going to talk about that today in our confession coming up in Hour 3 at 1130. But I love poutine. I look forward to the poutine there. Last night I'm at the Crooked Pint in Chaska. Ever heard of it? Yeah. And I order, I split poutine with a buddy of mine. <laughs> Donna, could you? I'm having a Bob Ross moment now. <laughs> oh, God. I anyway. poutine with my buddy. <laughs> Ew. I said to him, what they should do is have gravy on your table always. Here's my thought. Ketchup is a standard. We always have ketchup on the table. Yeah. 
Some places you go to have ketchup and mustard, but there's always ketchup. Gravy alone. You don't even have to do the whole poutine thing. You don't want to do like the cheese curd situation. Fine. Just hot gravy. So you have it in a warmer and have it in like a squeeze bottle or something. And it's warming. And then anytime you want to put gravy on your fries, which I think might be the best thing you can put on your fries. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be great. I wish I didn't have to order a special item to get gravy. I've on never my fries. put gravy on my fries. <gasps> Done. Well, then why don't you freaking do it and let us see how you enjoy it? There was a place in Clifton, New Jersey, when I was growing up. We'd all hang out at Hot Grill. Ooh. And they were known for their, they would just serve, you know, they had hot dogs and, you know, one chili, chili, one, you know, two <laughs> chili, chili, two. And they would yell he's back and they'd What's be like, happening? I have no idea. Um, one gravy, gravy, one okay. would be French call, fries call and gravy. <laughs> I know they had their own lingo. You'd be like, um, hi, can I get French fries with gravy? One gravy, gravy, gravy. <laughs> was it really good? No, it was fine. Okay. I'm not a gravy lady. Lady. Okay. Hold on. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let me just wash the old liner brush. You guys. Find a brush here that's not too dirty. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Go into the brown and the black. Mm. A little bit of sap green here and there just to give it a little greenish hue. Yeah. Okay, let's go up in here. Add some gravy. Let's make some big oh. decisions in our world. <laughs> <laughs> some land right here. We're going to do... There's a, a movie coming out about Bob Ross, by the way. Okay. Don't ruin gravy now, too. You guys have already absolutely <laughs> destroyed the legacy of Bob Ross. And if you want to say poutine is too close to the other thing, fine. I won't say poutine. But don't take gravy away. Don, I can't believe you've never had gravy on fries. Hot gravy on fries no, is great. No, no not you, Don. Okay. I really like. I now want this to happen. I want to help it happen. You would reject it, it if I brought you fries listen, and gravy. I have a question: Is what? it brown gravy or white gravy? It's brown, brown. gravy. Brown. Yeah, it's brown. Of course, it's not the biscuits Southern... and gravy situation. That bullcrap is yeah, that offensive. Is amazing. That has oh, uh, sausage pieces in it. Yeah, white plates gravy like vomit. All the way. Sorry. Okay, so I always thought white gravy is on poutine. No, brown, brown gravy. Yes. Oh gosh, and then you get some pepper. Fresh cracked pepper. All right. I am so hungry right now. All right. De- um, decaf. It's a confession <laughs> Tuesday, as I mentioned. <laughs> what do you not like about the state fair? We'll talk about that. Um, also, coming up today at 1030, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge will have an opportunity uh, to play a game with us, which is a lot of fun. But coming up next, things that make you go, huh? Okay, can you figure this out? Uh, Blink-182 had to remove this from their nurse's uniform on the cover of their album, Mm. Enema of the State. And they had to do it because the American Red Cross told them it was a violation of the Geneva Convention. What did Blink-182 have to remove from the nurse's uniform on their album cover? We will reveal the answer when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer John McClain, also in the house. Hey, hey, girl, hey, here's some fun facts from Mr. Steve Patterson. Were either of you, or are you currently, fans of Blink 182? 
Yeah, I know sure. exactly the album cover you're talking about, so I might have an idea. Okay, so let me set the uh, table again. Blink-182 had to remove this from their nurse's uniform on the cover of the album, Enema of the State, <laughs> because the American Red Cross told them it was a violation of the Geneva Conventions. Any <clears throat> idea as to what that could be? We'll start with Dawn. It, okay, uh, do you mean the uniform itself? Or just the album cover? The Well, from the uniform itself that was displayed on the album cover. Oh, okay. So they said, look, if you're going to use a nurse's uniform, oh. you can't have that on it. Oh, shoot. I was going to say um, the syringe with the blood dripping out of it. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's a but, thing, huh? But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's holding a syringe. She's very pretty. She has a lot of cleavage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what the little symbol is. Enema? Of the state. Hmm. Anybody uh, ever had an enema? Yes. Oh, my. What? <laughs> so, I wasn't prepared for that question. Are you prepared to answer it? Or you don't have to. You can plead the fifth. I mean. Because of the Geneva Convention? Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, that uh, violates my Geneva <laughs> okay. Convention. Great. All right. Donna, um, okay. give us a guess. Uh, Is she looking at it? You could look uh, at it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. I w- my first guess was going to be the cross. You are right. Oh. Oh. That is exactly right, Donna. Oh. Blink-182 had to remove the red cross from the nurse's hat oh, on the I cover see. of the album. Now I see there's an alternate version, because what I was looking at was the red cross on her nurse's cap yeah. thing. And I thought, okay, well, surely it's not that. Yeah, and then they had to take it out. Wow. What does that have to do with the... The Geneva, Geneva Convention. I, you know what? Come on, don't look anything up. Look at me. Eye contact. Uh, you have 30 seconds for a million dollars to explain generally what the Geneva Convention can't is. Can't do it. Not going to do it. I Not you know, going to do it. Oh, are you doing <laughs> George H.W. Bush? Yes. Not going to do it. There you go. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it about, you know, camaraderie? Are rules that only apply in times of armed conflict and seek to protect people who are not or are no longer taking part in hostilities. Okay, cool. I feel like I just explained wow. non-fungible tokens. I don't understand what that means. Hmm. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Transition. <laughs> get this. Rocco would love this. Rocco's big into the metric system, Don. Really? Yeah, he likes saying, telling us the weather in Celsius and stuff. Does he? Yeah, this okay. is true. There's a 60-mile stretch of Interstate 19 in Arizona where all the signs use only kilometers, not miles. This is a relic from the Carter administration. They were trying to get the U.S. at the time to switch to the metric system. We should have. There's still no plan to change them. You're right. Oh, my gosh. When I'm doing all those British baking classes, everything is in the metric system. I know. And I have to weigh everything out. And what uh, is there an American baking thing that you could do? Well, I mean, I'm not saying British you're anti-American. Yeah, you're... The, that's the premiere show. That's yeah. who you want to bake with. It's not the great American bake. I mean, they have a version, but nobody watches it. Oh, really? Bummer. Uh, in real life, gun silencers don't work like they do in the movies. A gun with a silencer still makes a noise, they say, about as loud as a police siren. What? Not the sound of a siren, but the same, you know, like uh, decibels or whatever. 
which is, by the way, about 100 times quieter, they say, than a gun without a silencer, but still pretty loud. Because in the movie, they like, put the new silencer on and then it's... Yeah, it's not like you can just get away with it, is what you're saying. Right. What are you writing down over there? Don't worry about it. If Donna has a full sheet, at some point during the show, we will all reap the benefit of this. But she's just such a type A sort of a student. <laughs> she's like a disheveled type A. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, oh, this is cool. <laughs> she's a type A. Uh, I'm a type right. meh. That's right. <laughs> You are about 0.2 inches taller in the morning than you are at night because the discs in your spine have been relaxing all night. Interesting. Over the course of the day, they squish down a little bit. You know, my wife got a little taller when she had neck surgery because they like straightened her spine out a little bit more. Oh, wow. And like then did whatever, you know, screwy thing that they do in there. Do they put like stuff in between like rubber? I don't think so. I don't think they shoved rubber in between her discs and her neck. Right, just I don't think she has a rod either. It's like a new disc that they put in there. Like a metal? I don't have to answer this. <laughs> you haven't even told me yet if you've had an enema. I, no, I, I said yes she immediately. Did. I didn't. You go, have oh. you ever had an enema? I went, yes. How many times and why? Mm. Uh-oh. Well, I was in the hospital. Remember she had that big accident? Was it when you were 12? 13. Yeah. Yeah. You got hit by a police squad car. Yeah. And I think they they want to make sure that you're going every single day. Oh, I know it. Boy, when you're in a hospital, what question do you get more than have your bowels moved? They really want to make sure that your organs are all awake inside. Yep. 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 I've never had an enema, guys. Thank you for not asking. I'll and buy you some. They're only like a dollar a fleet enema. I just feel... Very frightened at the sensation. I think you'd like it, though. <laughs> oh my God. No, but the I mean, water, like, there's like that, yeah, that with some I, sort of water it that goes you, up, ah! you... It goes up your butt. Mm-hmm. And then like Im- like within like 60 seconds, you're relieved. Now that, oh, you're supposed to keep it in for longer. Uh-oh, maybe I have had an enema. <laughs> <laughs> you're just supposed to, I think, squirt it. Then Do you keep it, it in? Why are we talking and about that? Do you oh keep it God. in and then you... It expels itself. You get. You, no, you have to down. squeeze it. You have to squeeze the bottle. Yeah. The bottle is like a pliable um, plastic bottle, uh-huh. <gasps> and it's got a nozzle. How thick is the nozzle? It's it's not thick. thick. I mean, it's, it's not, not like no. needle thin. No, it's but, like a pen, maybe okay. like even yeah, smaller maybe than that. Like four pens, I would say. Whoa, what kind of enemas are you getting? Look at the fleet. I mean, I'm not. I have a fleet farm. <laughs> That's where she gets her enemas in bulk. They're actually full. Oh, look at this. This is okay. They have that. They also have them that they look like a bulb syringe almost, like what you suck kids' noses out with. But it's long. I don't. Let's just pretend this conversation never happened. Until Friday. Blow jams. I can see it already. No, don't tell him. Oh, why don't we take a break? Okay. Don, did you watch Real Housewives? I did. Oh, great. I'm going to go on a smoke break then, (laughs) and Donna and Don discuss the drama about Erica Jane. That coming up next on my talk. Good morning. Welcome back. 
You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Which, Producer Dawn McClain hanging with us as well. Yes. She's the only person that I can talk to real housewives of anything about. Thanks with. for letting me catch up. I was on vacation, so I missed what I thought was two weeks. What? But what, it just one week. What can I do during this time? Can I ask questions? I thought you were going to say, like, get coffee or something. What if I got coffee? I'll come back. I'll be back here in about two minutes. We'll see if I've missed anything. Um, okay. You could teach. I'm training uh, Brian right now. Oh, what up, B? our new producers. Is he that really tall guy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Brian, I need to introduce myself to you. What a blessing. All right. Uh, what Does Brian want get some coffee? Get camera. Uh, I'll get Brian some coffee, and I'll get me some coffee. There he, he is. Even fit in the shop. Hey, how's it going? Oh my gosh, Brian, you're just a skyscraper. You like coffee? We'll have coffee. All right, I'll get you. What do you want, cream in it? Uh, sure. Whatever right. you like. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, well, wow, I'm going to go get easy. some coffees, and then I'll come back and see if I feel like I've missed anything from the Real well, Housewives of Beverly. Coffee. Don't get the crap down the hall. Well, you want me to go down to the cafeteria? Yeah, if you're not going to be here. All right. Uh, all right, I'll be back. Don't let me How miss about too much. How a nice much. coffee? I got to go. <laughs> Are you taking orders? No, yeah, you want no I don't want a coffee. You want a coffee? No, I want a water. You want a coffee? No, I don't drink, drink coffee. coffee. All right. Okay, let's right, get talk. Out. Okay, so you are up on the latest where the ladies all went to Kyle's place in wherever they were. In were they in California? They were yeah, they were in La Quinta. Yes, which to us means a cheap hotel, but La Quinta right. is a very nice suburb, a uh, nice um area. Town, that- yeah. California. Mm-hmm. Okay. So many weird things. First of all, Erica is front and center, right? On Beverly Hills. Yeah. These days. And she's really opening up, but then she can get so nasty. Yeah. There was one moment that I didn't I, I didn't even see this previewed at the beginning of the season. This whole Garcelle thing that she thing? had with Garcelle. Which I was like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, so they don't even really, we've we've diverted to just Erica talk. Because half the first season was like the fight with Sutton and Crystal and yes. things like that. And just learning about Crystal. It was a more varied, and Kathy and Kyle and their relationship. Right. But now it is all, this backloaded back end of the, the uh, series here is just all Erica Jane. Yes. And so... For those people who may not know exactly what's going on, Tom Girardi, who is a huge uh, lawyer in Los Angeles, uh, he who is her husband, is being uh, he's oh gosh, he's being accused of uh, keeping money from victims of an airline crash. Was it Lion's Air? Lion Air, yeah, in um, the Philippines, I think. And so taking money from orphans and Erica Jane is now named because he had shifted some money from his company to her company. So she's in the middle of all this. And she decided to divorce him right before the news came out. Right. And claims that she didn't know anything, didn't get a heads up. She didn't know anything about this stuff. Right. So then people have accused them of fake divorcing so that they could get the money moved to her. Yes, to protect that money. So she claims she doesn't didn't know anything about this. She doesn't know why she's being named in a lawsuit that she has nothing to do with. Um, she says she's in survival mode right now. She's moved out. 
says Tom was controlling. So all the things that she once made seem like she had this happy little life. Were, mm-hmm. It's all coming to light that he was probably cheating on her. Yeah. He wasn't very nice to her. He was verbally abusive. He stopped talking to her. Um, he didn't go see her on Broadway. All sorts of things. So do you believe her? I'm still on the fence. I'm like, uh-huh. some of it I do believe and some of it I don't. I do believe that she did not know about. I do believe that he was cheating on her. And I believe that she did not know about this stuff about him basically, you know, representing people and then never giving them their money and just pocketing it. I don't right. think she knew that. How could she know? Like, she, There's no way he didn't share that stuff with her. And, you know, when people it could be a man or a woman. The person that has more money usually has the power in the relationship. And a lot of times they don't tell you what's going on. Yeah. Like it's happened you... to people in my family where they signed off on loans to do things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that person in my family didn't know that their name was on it. And right. then all of a sudden you're filing for bankruptcy and you realize that your husband signed your name to things. Right. Oh, gosh. It's seriously awful. the same kind of thing. It's just crazy what happens. It can't, I, I truly believe that something like that can happen right under your nose. Yes. Especially when it has to do with your partner's work. Yeah. Do you go home and say every single thing that's happening at work and talk about, you know, finances and stuff like or or dealings at work? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I mean, I kind of believe that part. But I also go, OK, you own a house that you don't know where it's located. Mm-hmm. So in this La, La Quinta Mm-hmm. She find she realizes that she and Tom own a house in that area, and her name is on the house. And so she is entitled to half of the proceeds from the sale of that house. She doesn't know if there's a he's got another family. Like she mentioned that last night, she was like, "I don't know," because immediately Kyle said, "Oh." Some, I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking. Like maybe another woman is living there. I mean, it's a mansion. And they have several homes, but apparently that home was sold in 2018. I okay. think when things got figured hairy out with him, because all of this started about, you know, that long ago, four years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, he had a head injury that they're trying to blame it on, um, that he might have Alzheimer's because of the head injury or just in general. He's mm-hmm. 80, 81. Mm-hmm. She's. 50 maybe 49 i think yeah i think 50 yeah it's just there was always an imbalance of power because he was sort of like you know she got married to him when she was 27 and he was like 60 or whatever you know yeah honestly and so she just was given money she doesn't even know how to make a deposit I don't know. Do you believe that? I think that's weird. She must have just forgotten because she worked at a strip club before that and she was cashing her own checks and making money. Exactly. See, that's where I get like, okay, tell the whole truth if you're going to claim that you're telling the truth. Because, come on, you didn't know how to make a deposit. That's weird. You're a mother. You were raising a kid. I'm sure you were writing checks. Yeah. I just, I find that part hard to believe. I also, Garcelle, I mean, 
Okay, so there was an argument because Garcelle got it out of uh, Erica that Tom had been calling her every day. He's calling her every day and she's not taking his call because she can't. Because they're in the middle of this lawsuit and she's got to distance herself from him. But that Garcelle, man, how do you get your money? Where, you know, like, did Tom give you an allowance? It's just so personal and it's like, you're not Mm. a good enough friend I know. To be asking that. I you know, agree. and she kind Thanks, Steve. Of, <laughs> thank oh, you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> she kind of um she she conceals a lot of stuff, but then she'll reveal stuff to certain people. And what happened on the show last or this last episode right. is that two she was hiking with two cast members, Garcelle Crystal? and Crystal. Mm-hmm. She said I don't remember Garcelle trying to get this out of her. She offered up the information we probably didn't see the part where Garcelle, I don't know. Did we see that where she asked? I thought we saw it, but I don't know if they were talking privately and then Garcelle or the producers wanted her to reenact it or something. I remember okay. hearing some some rumblings about that. Yeah. And then Erica got PO'd because she was like, I've already said this on camera. Yeah. And, and she's like, you got it out of me once and, you know, here's your moment tell everyone which wasn't really fair because she didn't hear that she didn't want that to be told to the group right so she erica had told crystal hey i don't want to talk about this again (sighs) garcelle didn't hear that information and brought it up again and then this fight here's the real deal it comes down to this let me hollywood speak this for you okay which you probably already have thought of this donna but the reason why she cannot admit that she talks to Tom if she does is because that would implicate her more in association with him and they Mm -hmm. would be able to say they are in cahoots together to try to move money. She has to make sure that it looks like a real divorce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Look at that. I stepped out for eight minutes to get coffee. Yeah. And no, I can totally agree. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is great. I, I... Sorry that I missed so much in between. I do want to give a quick coffee update from my new best friend, Brian, and me. Yeah. What's, why are you um, holding his coffee as well, though? Well, I haven't given it to him yet. Uh, okay. Big Tall Brian is... So is Big Tall Brian like a new producer that we're doing? What's happening here? Yeah. This is great. Let him tell it. Yeah, get in here. Big Tall Brian, ladies and gentlemen, making his debut on the Donna and Steve show. Hi, Big Tall Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? Really good. How tall are you? 6'4". That's awesome, man. Um, so here's the sitch about the coffee. First of all, welcome to the My Talk family. We're really happy to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I got us both iced coffees. I did put in non-dairy creamer, and then I had a problemo. All right. Immediately, it started to clump up yeah, and would not mix. What's going on you with put that? Powdered stuff in cold coffee. Is that why? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, good news, Big Tall Brian. I. Got it out with a spoon. I spoon that crap out. (laughs) And so it's relatively clean now. The iced coffee that you have is now cottage cheese. And then I have. No, it was cottage (laughs) cheese. Trust me. But now it's all clear. So I'll bring it over to you during the break. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. What else should we know about you, Big Tall Brian, before we go to commercial? Is there anything? Are you you single and ready to mingle? Are you. uh, Yeah, single, ready ready to mingle. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But uh, yeah, just a foot in the door job. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to start. You came from up north, right? Oh, is she from Duluth? You from Duluth? Nope. Um, I'm from the cities. Oh, okay. Oh, whoops. 
All right, nice call, Don. <laughs> you Don, just screwed up everything with me and Big Tall Brian. We're we just had something start going. Writing people's bios. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, welcome to the team. Your coffee coming up during the break. Hey, when we come back, it is time for if you see something, say something. Donna heard something. It's pretty remarkable, and it has to do with Val Kilmer and his new voice. We will explain. You'll get to hear it for yourself when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. If you see something, you should say something, right, Steve? You said it, sister. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I recently watched the documentary about Val Kilmer called Val, which I highly recommend. It's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, very moving. Uh, you may think you knew Val Kilmer be- before, but in my case, he was someone <clears throat> completely different than I imagined him to be. Okay. Really, really great guy. Very kind. Um, and you know, he's battling throat. Well, he's recovering from throat cancer. I believe his treatments are over. And so as a result, it is very difficult for him to talk. So his son, Jack did most of the voiceover on the film as speaking as Val Kilmer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So remember the controversy that came about around the use of an AI voice model of Anthony Bourdain in the documentary oh, Roadrunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People were kind of like, oh, no, we don't want to hear that. Right. Well, now um, artificial intelligence has replicated the voice of Val Kilmer. But unlike what we heard in the, the Bourdain documentary, Kilmer himself worked with this software company, uh, so Sonantic, okay, to create a lifelike, a uh, lifelike model of his old speaking voice. Yeah. So obviously, the big difference being before we hear hear it is Anthony Bourdain. This was posthumous use yes. of his voice, which feels icky to a yes. lot of people. Whereas Val Kilmer, as you will hear from him in a moment, seems really excited. About this. And the interesting thing is he will explain some things about how he feels like the same person. And Don and I were talking about this this morning. If you hear Val say this, and I think this is just how like a human brain comprehends information. If you hear him say that through his current real life voice, which, you know, he has said in interviews, it's like he has marbles in his mouth and it's done something to the pitch of his voice. If he said, I'm still the same person inside. There's sort of an understandable disconnect. It's hard for us to believe that because what we are hearing and seeing is different than the same old you. Right. But that person still feels like the same person despite the things that have changed. Sure. However, when you hear it in this new voice, which isn't, again, this to be clear, it's not Val speaking. It is teaming up with this company so that Val can then write things that they can have him say in his real voice through a computer so it's not like it's a new voice box that he has right. and is standing on a stage speaking, but he could be on a stage 
I could almost imagine him on a stage talking to thousands of people, fully emoting to the things that this computer-generated voice of his is saying. Because it sounds exactly like him. So do you want to hear? Should we hear from? Yes. This is the new computer voice of Val Kilmer. Think of the most talented, creative people. They speak to us in a unique way. A phrase we often hear is having a creative voice. But I was struck by throat cancer. After getting treated, my voice as I knew it was taken away from me. People around me struggle to understand me when I'm talking. But despite all that, I still feel I'm the exact same person. Still the same creative soul. The soul that dreams ideas and stories constantly. But now I can express myself again. I can bring these dreams to you. And show you this part of myself once more. A part that was never truly gone. Just hiding away. Wow. Mm. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that is amazing. Exactly like they're like so it. they're using like algorithms. Like I don't quite understand and old the recordings too, from what I understand. Like yeah. archival footage. Right. right. And, okay. Exactly. It's almost like it's almost I, I don't know if it's the same sort of technology, but it reminds me of like that deep fake yeah. technology. Yeah. Yeah. That they that they use online. Yeah. I think this is wonderful. It's do you remember like Stephen Hawking and yeah. how, you know, I mean, think about how far we've come giving people a voice that don't have one. Right. So this Literally. is fantastic. Yeah. So they, they didn't have this in time for the documentary, Val. Val um, I think they kind of started to really... I don't want to say perfect it because it's probably not perfected, but really get to that point until after the film wrapped sure yep so that's amazing it reminds me of it's not quite the same technological breakthrough but it's really cool because in this case you have val kilmer who now would be able to write things and not feel like it's his son saying it or someone else saying it but he feels like it's him saying it and then he gets this opportunity to prove to himself to the world around him that he still has creative ideas. He's still an artist. He still wants to create things. And I remember an episode of 60 Minutes. Oh, goodness. It was probably 10 years ago now. It feels like it was two. But it was uh, someone who was unable to speak, and they were fully paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And so they were just, they, they lived their life in a wheelchair and couldn't speak. And then they did this technology where they put a cap onto this person. I remember And they this. were able to then, with their eyes go and do different words. And then for the first time in years, this person was able to say things to his family like, I love you. I'm safe. I'm okay. You know, like this unbelievable. Did you say I never liked you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to bring some love. God, it was emotional. (laughs) I know. I ruined it. It's a problem. Oh my gosh. You're going to ruin your reputation in front of big, tall Brian. (laughs) I'm going to trust you. But it was like this incredible breakthrough. And so I'm so happy for Val Kilmer. Um, I'm really, I'm happy for him and I am proud 
of him that he is not hiding. No. You know? Not That's at all. Cool. He's actually getting up in front of audiences with, you know, the the voice that he's able to use prior to this. Um and and talking to people and and signing memorabilia for people and carrying on a conversation, but I think it's so taxing. Sure. To even just get a few words out. So this is amazing. Yay. We saw something. We said we something. We said something. What else do you want from us? I know. Right. Val Kilmer can say things. This is awesome. Uh, Dawn, get out of here. Yeah, bye. Scram, yeah, would bye. Um, hey, if you happen to see Garth Brooks in Kansas City in concert, uh, we, we have some news for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not sure you're going to be excited about it, but we'll have that on the way after a dirt alert from Rocco coming up next.